0: Now let's get to this week's episode. Number one, if you if you can afford a team retreat and you need a team retreat and your people are willing to go to a team retreat, there's plenty of good to focus on. Uh, so it's not like you need to get into anything bad. And that was that was really opening for me. Uh, this time was was just really focusing on the goods. We've been misled to believe that dentistry, more specifically the dental business, has to be complicated. Dentistry can be simple and dentistry should be simple. Hello and welcome to episode 314 of the Dentistry Made Simple podcast. I'm your host, Dr. True Nagrawal, and of course I'm joined by our lovely, quite pregnant host, uh, Meredith Cooper-Jones. And this week we're going to talk to you about team retreats and team building uh, something that we just did in our practice and Dr. Sully Sullivan's practice, and we want to walk you through why we do it, how we do it, the structure of it. But before we get into this week's episode, I'm going to turn it over to Meredith, and she's going to talk to you from our number one and only sponsor, 3D Dentists.
1: Yeah, so coming off of this past weekend for us, we had a uh, team boot camp. So we saw lots of team members really excited, ready to go back to their practice, and it had us thinking... Uh, Since we, the week before, had just done our team retreat, we saw a couple other offices online doing that. I had a couple people reach out and say, what is that? What do you do? So we thought we'd kind of break that down. But before we get into today's episode, I do have quite a few reviews. So thank you for those that are leaving reviews. If you have not left us a review on Apple Podcasts, then we would really appreciate it. This one says, Best Dental Business and Leader podcast." This is not a hyperbole. Listening to T-Bone's podcast is the best thing that's happened to my practice. Every episode is just the right pep talk in my ear to make me not only a better practitioner, but also a better leader for my team. T-Bone is a fantastic podcast host because he practices what he preaches. He encourages dental professionals to coach their team by leading them to think the way they think, and his leadership style is exactly what you'll get. In T Bone's podcast and his mastermind program, he leads you, coaches you, and encourages you to be better and do better. Dentistry Made Simple is not just a catchy title; it's exactly what you'll find from this podcast. It's a must listen to any for any dental professional looking to spend less time in their practice while staying engaged in doing what they love, and then seeing great results because of this. In fact, I don't think any professional professional will find T bone strategies to be smart, practical. And accessible towards the growth and development of their business. Not to mention, entirely entertaining to listen to, the world's best old-fashioned fashion maker and my friend who didn't mention me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we have to thank Dr. Emily yes. uh, for first of all uh, helping me helping make wonderful old fashions for <laughs> yes. me. Yes, uh, I, I hate that they're called old fashions because it really makes me feel old.
1: I was going to say she put her name as the old-fashioned lady, and in my mind, I'm thinking of old lady yeah. and bad fashion right. not the drink yeah is, but, so that's you you good know, that's
0: what it is yeah so meredith why don't you lead us along uh, okay. this was your idea you yeah. said that uh, people had asked you about how we did our retreat mm-hmm. and um you know having now been involved with these retreats seven or eight years i believe uh, yeah. uh, you still participate even though technically you don't work in the office <laughs> anymore yeah it's good um, it's always good yeah it's I, I don't want to say it's always good i think uh I found this last one we did was better than most.
1: I think we focus on the good. Yeah. So it's not always good that comes out of it, but we try to focus on the good setting expectations for the year. So we'll kind of go through break down mm-hmm. um, what the team retreat is. So first of all, the um, setting and the location, I would say the location is probably not as important because mm-hmm. you would hope it would be somewhere that everyone stays. Yeah. Um, so staying together as a, in a house, and we talked about kind of – where that would be like. So um, for Sully's office, they went to his lake house, Mm -hmm. which is about an hour away. Um, We've done your beach house, which is about two hours away. Two and a half hours, yeah. Um, We've done the retreat, which is 15 to 45 minutes from everyone's
0: I will argue that um, this year we intended to do it at the beach house. Yes. uh, But the team asked to do it at the retreat. And uh, that was surprising to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, I thought... uh, Everybody would enjoy going to the beach. One, it's January, yeah. so I can understand that part of it. It's a little
1: it. cold and windy there still.
0: But um, I was surprised. They they felt it was better for them in their family life to be, you know, thirty minutes away. So if something came up they could go back. If something yeah. happened, you know, they didn't feel like they were out of pocket from yeah. their family. And and so that was that was good insight for me to see that. Now what I will say is Here's kind of what I think is important uh, in this concept of a team retreat. Uh, One is I want us to stay together. I think that's certainly important in in separate bedrooms and stuff, obviously. Most of the Um, girls, we all... No, no, I'm talking about from the dentist (laughs) and stuff like that. You know, definitely create a safe environment there. Um, You know, number two is I I like to stay together. I like to eat and cook together. I, I like to have activities together. I really want to foster almost like a family reunion. Yeah type of atmosphere where everybody's together and, you know.
1: Outside of the office, too. Yeah, 100% so off-site. Important. So important. Yeah, yeah.
0: off-site. And, and that way, it's it's like an overnight trip, you know, uh, even if it's 20, 30 minutes away, even if you mm. rent a, a small house in the area or something like that, people bring their day bag and, yeah. you know, they kind of stay overnight. And ours was, uh, I think, two nights overnight. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was two days. <clears> and um, so, you know, maybe, maybe your team's not comfortable. I, you know, at this point, our team is pretty comfortable with that.
1: But a, maybe, it's one maybe like a fourth of your team is pregnant right now, Right. so that might have something to do with it but, compared but I, to past years. Yeah, so so we, yeah.
0: we, we gave it, uh, you know, we made it optional in a sense to stay overnight, yeah. and I, I was quite pleased with how many people chose to stay. You know, yeah. the ones that didn't stay overnight were pregnant, or, you know, they had young children and needed to get home, and... And I I think that One even
1: ran home and came back. Yeah,
0: one went home and came back to, you know, put the kids to bed and came back. So, you know, I think those things are important because, you know, ultimately the goal is to create a family reunion uh, or a family atmosphere. And I think that to me is the most important part of it, is to create something along those lines.
1: Yeah. Well, once we got the, you know, the date, the location, all that set up... Um, I think what the focus was this whole weekend or this whole get together. We did it weekdays. So it's yeah. just like our classes. We just yeah. always say weekends is <laughs> so what we're used to. Um, but the couple of days we spent together, it was really it was focusing on the good. Yeah. It wasn't dwelling on the past. It wasn't dwelling on numbers we didn't hit or where we didn't what we didn't fulfill, but how we could go moving forward. Yeah.
0: I think it was important, uh, uh, and thank you for that, Meredith. Yeah. I, I think it was really important, and, and that's what I said at the very beginning is that this one felt different than the other ones. Yeah. Uh, I felt that the people left recharged, energized, and motivated, uh, and, motivated. And, and it's partly because we, I, I would guess, is because I, I kept it completely positive. Now, I had a list of things I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Uh, and some of the things on there were, were different things that didn't go well or weren't going as well as I wanted. But somehow, um, whether by design or by luck or you know, just didn't feel the moment, I, I didn't want to get into any of the negative stuff. I, we kind of focused on just the positive. Uh, we focused on what is good. You know, We did certainly talk about some opportunities for better, but we never really went into anything that wasn't going well and the truth is is number one if you if you can afford a team retreat and you need a team retreat and your people are willing to go to a team retreat there's plenty of good to focus on Uh, so it's not like you need to get into anything bad and that was that was really opening for me uh, this time was was just really focusing on the goods yeah do you think of anything or any feedback you got from anybody of what some of the good things that, that we focused on that they enjoyed
1: well, we're going to talk about that okay. in just a second, um, because I think the best thing we did is one of our topics. Okay. Um, so we'll kind of talk about that. Well, let's just you keep it, leading me along then. Yeah, I think it made people really feel like they were more a part of something mm-hmm. than just a job, So, uh, or more invested in, okay. I should say. So let's talk about kind of why you do this for your practice, mm-hmm. and you have a little a little thing, so if you want to share that with everyone, I think we'll need to dig deeper and maybe do a whole podcast on yeah. this. But um,
0: why do this for your practice? Yeah, so let's say that a little bit different. Uh, yeah. It's not why I do the retreat for the practice. Yeah. I think one of the things I've started, I, I, I was just getting this sense. I was getting the sense that, you know, there, there was, I don't want to use the word divide, but there was a difference between those team members I'm very close to and interact with on a day-to-day basis, even almost very much so on a personal level, level, versus those team members who are great team members but, you know, they have, we don't, we haven't connected in the sense that we, re, we interact on a completely uh, uh, day-to-day, uh, outside-of-the-office level. And I felt that there was a disconnect in terms of why our practice was an amazing place to be at for them and for the patients. And so on the fly, you know, I, I just literally on the fly, I, I got really excited and I got like, I don't know what happened to yeah. me, you know, so, and I got into this and I, I, I'm a big, I, I read a lot of business books and watch a lot of things about business and, and, and really a couple of things were coming through my mind at the time. One was people want to be a part of something bigger than themselves, you know, uh, no matter what people say or do, they want to be more than a job. They want to be a part of something bigger and something exciting and something they can be proud of. The other thing that was kind of going through my mind was was just, you know, kind of my overall case acceptance process is that I didn't think we were, we, I, I don't think the team understood how to sell the practice. Like, in other words, how to sell why the patient should be in our practice. And, or, and what, I,
1: or what sets us apart. Yeah, what sets us apart. The other 15 dentists on our block. Yeah,
0: eight. <laughs> but, you know, because when I ask most dentists, what they say is, oh, we have technology and we do good work and we do this. And I was like, who doesn't? Yeah. Right, who doesn't? Or and, who doesn't
1: think that they do? Right,
0: and, and <laughs> That's the well, I thing. would argue people listen to the podcast, or certainly yeah. for us who's coming to 3D dentists, you know. So I kind of went through it and I said, look, let me break it out to you in five reasons. I call it the USP-5 um, of what makes our practice different. In our situation, uh, for us, there's a USP-6 that I don't think will apply to 99% of the practices out there. But for us, it was, number one, we have a culture of excellence. Um, In other words, you know, I went around the room and I asked the team, have I ever asked you to skimp on any material that we use? Or I asked the hygienist, have I ever asked you to not bring up a flawed margin that we may have created because we all have slight overhangs. We all have slightly open margins. And I've always created an environment where if it's not right, if it didn't fit what you would want in your mouth, I think you should let us know and we should give the patient a chance to update that, whether it's old dentistry to update it to new or whether it's recently done dentistry uh, that we want to make better. So we have a culture of clinical excellence. Number two is... um, we charge fair fees in our practice, and and the way I went through this was we went around the room and I kind of asked them if you know if you were a patient uh, at another office that didn't place implants what would it cost to get your implant uh, from start to finish, and then I said this is our fee, and it really I think it really started to hit home that and our fees aren't necessarily low I mean I'll argue maybe they are a little bit low but they're very fair, um, and, and I think that was an important point for the team to understand that that we do all of this and we charge fair fees. Number three was we make dentistry affordable. And again, you know, when you have a team of 12 or no matter how many team members you have, you know, they've likely worked somewhere else. And I asked the team members that were newer with us but not new to dentistry, I said, at your last office, how many different ways did they make it for patients to pay? And I said, did they give it to them in writing? And the answer was unanimously no. So we make treatment, not only do we have fair fees, we make treatment unbelievably affordable. Now, in our case, we also, we are the bank a lot of the times because we believe in in-office payment plans. Uh, but we started as a third-party financing and then moved into in-office payment plans. The fourth thing was that we're focused on being timely. Now, when I brought this one up, you know, the, the first thing that came out of team members' minds was, that we see people on time. And this wasn't what I was thinking about, uh, because I think for the most part that's a given in most dental practices. Mm -hmm. What I was referring to is how quickly we get dentistry done. So for us, if you need a crown, it's two hours and you're done. Single visit, done. If you need an implant, start to finish, three visits. You know, if you need a hybrid, start to finish a couple of three visits. You know, things like this that made us truly unique. And again, I went just like with the fee part of it. I went around and asked if you went to XYZ office, how long or how many visits would it take to get this done? And the the fifth thing is customer service. And that's we treat people like gold. We really do, regardless of the insurance, regardless of any number of things, we really work hard to treat people like gold. And then I think it really clicked when I kind of said it all as a singular sentence. And I said, listen, you know, if you're talking to somebody, stop telling them we take your insurance. Stop telling them we do good. Stop telling them all these things and just literally have this attitude, you know, a a kind, caring, empathetic attitude that Mrs. Jones, look, when you come to our office, you're going to get great dentistry. You're going to get done at a fair fee. We're going to make it unbelievably affordable because we have wonderful relationships with our lending partners. We're going to do dentistry quicker and with less visits than anybody else. And on top of that, we're going to treat you like gold. And it really, I could just sense it in the room. They're like, why would anybody say, no, Would not want to do that. And then I looked at them and I said, that's the type of office that you're a part of. And we can't continue to provide that if we don't each buy into that. And then I, then I kind of threw in there with my unique situation or relatively unique situation. So I said, on top of that, if, if even after all the affordability and the fair fees that we do, I said, if you still can't get the dentistry, your, your owner, which is me, has set up a nonprofit dental practice where you can go get the dentistry done for literally free or next to nothing. And I said, I need your help to spread this message, to let the legend grow. And and I, I just felt that there was this buy-in at that point from the team members, and you know, I, and and I, I happened to go to Sol. would not happen to, but I, Sully had asked me to come to his team retreat, which happened to be the following <laughs> <Next> month, <week. laughs> the following Monday and Tuesday, uh, which I didn't realize. You know, when I put it all together, I didn't realize that was. And I went over that, and the feedback I got from them was the same thing. That that yeah. was what hit home uh, really the most was understanding how amazing of a place. That they work. And, you know, so I would tell you that as you're trying to distinguish and separate your practice from those around you, you need to focus on the USP five. Clinical excellence, fair fees, affordability, less visits and treat people like gold. If you focus on those five things and sell and leave your verbiage on those five things, uh, you will definitively uh, make a dent in the world. So I think I went into that a little bit longer than I expected. Yeah, no, it was
1: good because it really made, I think especially for the people who hadn't worked for you as Mm -hmm. long to see some sort of kind of vision of the practice, even though that was kind of just the culture that Mm -hmm. we've been in that most people can see, but sometimes you have to spell it out for people. And so especially for the new people, it was good for them to see that.
0: And the long timers, they got to remember like what's changed over the last, for you seven years. And especially
1: with growth. Yeah. Especially when you grow, sometimes feel like people feel like uh, team members, uh, patients, everybody. Sometimes starts to feel like I'm just going to turn into a number, and so it's good to reel it all back in and remind everyone that you're more than that, and we're able to help more people, we're able to do more, have better technology, but that requires acquiring more people. Yeah, but to be able to step back and and look at what we want to focus on with those, all those people so we're all on the same page. I think it's when you grow too fast and you have people who aren't in the culture is when people start to feel that
0: way. Yeah, absolutely.
1: The next thing I think that you wanted me to mention but is probably the most, I thought was the most valuable, and I saw especially some of the younger girls' faces mm-hmm. light up, and even some of the older girls who were like, if I wish somebody would have told me this when I was your age. Yeah. I mean, we have a couple of team members who are in their early 20s, and this was team member life planning. Um, and you went through a few things, I'll let you go through those, but um, I think for the main the main thing, it made them feel like not only they were investing in a business by working there and showing up and doing their job every day, but it felt like they were being invested in back in. Yeah. And not only just the money you put into it and the 401k match, but by just teaching them some of these life lessons that some people have never been taught or never had the opportunity Well, and things
0: I take for granted, quite yeah. frankly, I take for granted. Yeah. Yeah, so um, really, when when I say life planning in this situation, really, kind of what we're focused on here, it was really financial planning. And what was funny was uh, it, it, it came about organically, I, and I got I got super excited, like yeah. like, like sillyly excited yeah. about doing it. And and really, it came about because one of our team members had was joking about their Starbucks order was like nine dollars or something mm-hmm. that morning, and they almost wore it like a badge of pride. And yeah. I was like, well do you mind, because she happened to be like 22, 23 years old, and I said, do you mind us figuring out how much that Starbucks cost you? Because the, I often, I get the team members often look at me and say, man, you make so much money, but you're so cheap. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I'm not cheap necessarily, maybe I am, but I'm really very particular about where I spend and how I spend my money, uh, and the things I spend my money on. Like, I'm not a big guy into clothes yeah. and things. I definitely like cars, I definitely yeah. like technology, I like my golf, uh, but when it comes to like drinks, like Sully jokes that if we go out to eat dinner, I'll be happy to pick up dinner, but I won't pay for any drinks. So and know, the
1: soda is not...
0: I won't pay even, for alcohol either alcohol, that much. But. But, yeah. <laughs> we first started like by having some personal goals. What, what is it that people want? You know, what are they hoping to accomplish? And you know, and I said, it can't be office related. It has to be something in your life. Like, you know, like you want to go to the beach or you want to go to this. Like, I know that Liz wants to spend like a couple of weeks in, in a specific beach town that she wants to be in because it's where she really likes. And, you know, what that was helpful for me was to understand that I, I kind of frame the things I want of them or you want to help them achieve. I kind of frame it from their lens of what they want to achieve. But I think the real big hit was doing a little bit of financial planning and I took that um, eight dollar coffee and I said, uh, "Do you understand the 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 time value of money compounding interest, the rules of seventy two and none, they all looked at me like I was like talking Tin foreign. Heads, yeah. Yeah, I was talking foreign, and I said, you know let's take this person let's say you're twenty five years old and you spend eight dollars on a coffee today uh, if we use an average um, if we use an average of let's say eight uh, percent you know let's say eight seven eight uh, percent rate of return over time." you know, then your money doubles every decade or every 10 years. And I said, so from age 25, by 35, that coffee costs you $16. Uh, by age 45, that coffee costs you $32. By age 55, that coffee costs you $64. <laughs> by age uh, uh, 65, that office that coffee costs you $128. Times every day. Yeah, at times you buy that five times five, a week. Times a week yeah. So I said, you know, that's, you know, I said, instead of buying the coffee, you know, or saying, you know what, instead of $8 coffee, let's buy a dollar coffee from the uh, gas station or make it yourself, for God's sakes. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, we have a free coffee in the office. Yeah. I said, you know, if you had put that $8 a day, five times a week away, I said, you'd have half a million dollars or whatever the number worked out to be at age 65. And I think it really started to hit home with them. Mm-hmm. And then that led to the conversation. And some of these things, you know, I should know more, but I'm a little bit out of touch in terms of every little detail on the team was, like, how many you guys participate in our Office 401k plan? And only half the hands went up. And I was like, why do you not do this? It's mm-hmm. like doubling your money. It's free money. And then I went into helping them understand that every dollar they put in, to our Office 401k plan becomes un, it becomes tax-deferred, so you know, it automatically has a 30% 30 to 35% uh, rate of return just for yeah. this year. And then on top of that, I'll put in 3 to 4% for you uh, because I'll do a matching program. And I said, on top of that, you put this money away. It's not really going to affect your life in any meaningful way. And then, you know, I said, how many of you guys? Then I went in through the, the exercise of how I started saving money. And I explained to them I did it later in life. You know, I started saving at age 35. Um, and I said, you know, if you just start with $50 a month, I said, how many of you guys can find $50 a month that you're wasting on things? And somebody gave an example of how, you know, they just realized they're still paying for cable and they don't have cable mm-hmm. or they're still paying for this. And I said, you know, if you make it a discipline to save $50 a month, I said, that'll be 100 grand. By the time you retire, you yeah. know, and imagine if you over time boost that to from 50 to 100 to 100 to 150. So we went through this exercise and then I, you know, I, I told the team, I said, you know what? There's really interest in this. And a couple of the team members said, man, I wish my spouse, boyfriend, husband yeah, or, was, here. You know, was here to le- learn this. And I said, well, why don't we do that? And so I said, I decided that uh, and, and some of you may or may not like uh, Dave Ramsey. I said, I'll be happy to purchase as a gift from me financial peace university online program, uh, for each couple or team member in the practice, you know, it's 80 bucks a year. It's not, a, not a big deal for me, um, to spend that. And, and that way as a group, as a team, I said, my only ask is that we do it as a group. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, uh, and so the, the team was like, yes, we'd love that. And, and, and I, and I, and I sensed that people, again, kind of back to the USP, yeah. Uh, the unique selling proposition, I think people were bought in more. And they're like, man, you've spent the whole morning just talking about us. us. Yeah. You know? And, that's, and, where I,
1: that's where I saw people's eyes, like, yeah. light up.
0: And, and then, and then there, I remember Jackie asked, do you mind if I sit down and ask you more questions? like, I'd love it. This, Yeah. Is, like, this stuff, this is stuff yeah. that I love. You know, yeah. I love. And, you know, then they started asking me about where to invest. I said, listen, I draw the line there. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm not where to invest, all of those things. I said, I'm very simple. I said, you know, I'm pretty safe and conservative. You know, I think an S&P fund or an index fund or if you're technology-oriented and you're a little bit more risky, you can do a QQQ fund. And again, some people yeah. are like, no, this, this, I'm not into where to invest your money. I'm into the discipline of investing. Right. And even yeah, if you exactly. take a, you know, a 5 6% annual return versus 7 8%, for most people, that the, the whole discipline of just putting money away yeah. uh, is, is really what's critically important for them. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey there, Podcast Family. T-Bone here to talk about the 3D Dentist Digital Implant Continuum. Are you ready to start placing dental implants, but feeling a bit hesitant and or overwhelmed? I know that feeling. I've been there. Let's change that together. Imagine not just learning about dental implants in a classroom, but actually performing surgeries on real patients right here in North Carolina, guided every step of the way by our expert 3D mentors. This is dental implant learning at its best, using techniques that are safe, predictable, and confidence-boosting. They're exactly what I use in my own practice, so you know they work. Our course goes beyond clinical skills. We prepare you to successfully integrate high-demand implant services into your practice, transforming your career by attracting new patients and elevating your practice. And it doesn't end with the course. Completing our program is just the beginning of a new journey. You'll be a part of a community of confident, skilled dentists with ongoing support to ensure lasting success and growth. After all, this is about mastering a skill that can transform your career, just like it did for me. So, are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Visit www.3d-dentist.com, check out our upcoming sessions, and join us to revolutionize your practice. 3D Dentist is truly committed to helping dentists take control of their practice, finances, and future. Now let's get back to this week's episode.
1: Yeah, and I know Sully said one time, if he could just teach, if he felt like if he could just teach his team members this, he's given back to them just as much as they put in for him every day. Um, that and he's really into the, cre- the whole credit card thing. Yeah. So that with him too, because he didn't realize how many team members. And that's one of the things, like the walks and the meetings mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. He's not asking people if they're in debt in their credit cards because he wants to know. It's because he cares and wants to help them get out of that. Yeah, um, and it's he didn't realize. He didn't realize how many people were because they don't understand how that
0: works. Yeah, they don't understand twenty percent interest. Yeah, and, you
1: know. Yeah. Well, let's get into. Um, the important part of why we have the retreat, right, is um, the production goal breakdown and what's important for the office and what we've already set. By this point um, in the year, we've already set goals, right, Mm -hmm. because we did that earlier last year. If we didn't do that, we did that at the beginning of this year. But this is just to kind of set it up and set that expectation for everyone, for them to visually see it and break down kind of how to reach those goals.
0: Yeah, so so the next part was to kind of get into business part of... Of our uh, team retreat boot camp, yeah. whatever you want, whatever you guys want to call it, you know, Sally calls it summer camp and winter camp. Uh-huh. Uh So part of that is kind of getting down to business a little bit. So we we did the you know the individual stuff, and uh, believe me, it takes longer than you anticipated to do yeah. some of those things. But then we we kind of went into like here's the goal of the practice, and you know I said you know here's the truth I don't want to I don't want to shoot for the I don't want to shoot for just getting ten thousand feet in the air, I said. I said because if we shoot for that and we achieve it, we think we're good, and I don't think we're good in that situation. Right. I always look at it as we probably could have done more. And I said, so I started giving the example. The step, example one was: Would you guys like to shoot for a goal that um, that we you know make our goal, or do you want to shoot for the moon, or do you want to shoot for Mars? Yeah. And 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 I explained to them like, what is the difference? Making our goal means you get like $10 in bonus. You right. know, because too often people will establish a bonus, which is the BAM, bare ass minimum. And they'll tell the team that, and the team hits their goal and they're excited and they're yeah. looking for the reward and there's not much. Right. And then I said, let's shoot for the moon. And I said, the moon would be like, hey, how many of you would like to make $500 per month in the, in the bonus system? And everybody said, yes. And I said, well, why don't we shoot for Mars? And how many of us would like to make $1,000 a month in bonus. And and again, they said yes, especially after we did the life planning yeah. and financial exercise. because that could be what
1: they put away. Yeah, that's
0: what they I mean. put away, right? And I said, well, let's shoot for Mars. And I want to be clear. You know, if we shoot for Mars and hit the moon, we've done amazing. Right. Right? I mean, that's pretty damn good. And that, you know, for, as a side note, kind of when we, uh, do goal setting with our masterminders. Uh, you know, I often think that we set goals, and goals become destinations. And yeah. you know, we we feel excited to reach something. And I'm like, well, maybe you could have done more. So I, I want to have a moon shot or what I like to call Mars shot now. Uh, so we we kind of really shoot for way out there. And you know, if we don't hit it, it's okay. Celebrate, man. You know, we didn't make it to Mars, but we made it past the moon, farther right. than anybody's ever gone before.
1: We're in space. <laughs> yeah, we're in,
0: I'm like, damn, we're in space. I'm like, shit, yeah. we're off the ground. We're <laughs> yeah. good. And, and so we went through that, and what I did there was uh, we reestablished our office uh, Mars goal, uh, what that was, and for us that's four point six million dollars in two thousand twenty three. And then we went through and did it by provider breakdown, like each this is the, you know we have three hygienists, we have three dentists, and you know this is what each of us are going to commit to to doing. And then we went through a procedure breakdown: what do we what what procedures are on our shelf? To do this and I, I think one of the takeaways for my team was like now they started to understand why I don't want to do basic restorative dentistry anymore because you know it takes me two hour hour and a half to do a ceramic crown I can do three or four implants right. in that same amount of time at a much higher productivity rate and they often thought it was just me being you know maybe they thought it was me being money focused and yeah. really it's, it's me time. being time focused or people focused. And, and I also told them I said listen if we can commit to getting my number, I'll work the extra day a month. Trust me, I'm not going to get in the way of us meeting our Mars number, but I'm not going to come in an extra day a month to hustle my butt off mm-hmm. to do basic restorative work because it doesn't really move the needle. So we kind of did a provider breakdown. We did a procedure breakdown. And I think the other thing that the associates got from that was one of the reasons that they are producing less than me is because they offer... Service is less, less, lesser than me, productivity-wise. Um, and, and so that hopefully gave them an idea, and I kind of planted the seed with them of, you know, if you want to take it to another level, then you're going to need to up your educational game. And kind of a backtrack on an episode. I don't know if we've done it or haven't done it. You know, there's three things I want dentists to focus on. The soft skills, in other words, the ability to connect and earn trust with people, uh, your, tech, your 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 um, your your infrastructure, your technology infrastructure, how do you use technology to reduce the visits and make dentistry more efficient and productive, and then your clinical skill set. In other words, what do you have uh, what are you able to offer that improves the uh, the productivity of your practice by being able to offer more things? And and I think it was very eye-opening for the team members to see, you know, how many procedures we need to do, what their role was in doing that. And we didn't just establish these numbers. I, I went through them and I said, okay, hey, I need to do, I, may, I don't remember the exact numbers, but hey, I need to do 20 implants a year this year, a month this year. And I did 17 or 16 last year. You know, where are we going to get the four from? And And then they're like, I don't know, I don't know. And I said, well, let me give you some ideas. Uh, What if we did more Google reviews on those implant patients? Would that bring in more implant patients? What if we took more pictures of implants and posted on social media? What if we took more video testimonials? And I said, those are the things that, you know, now you understand why I want those things because I want us to hit the Mars goal. And for me, I think the real key there was not establishing the bare-ass minimum, but establishing the Mars goal and making it safe to not reach our Mars goal uh, but doing the effort it takes to get to the Mars goal. Uh, and that was really kind of, I, I thought, very helpful uh, for the team members.
1: Yeah, it was eye-opening to break it down for them yeah. to see how to get there, I think. or And know that it is um, attainable.
0: I think they I just laugh because I think they realize how good I am at math.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they thought it had
0: math. you fooled. <laughs> um, but to
1: see that that's attainable because a lot of times I think, They see a goal and they go, oh, we're never going to, there's no way we can hit that. And you're like, look, I will break it down for you. You just have to make it happen. Yeah. yeah, So lastly, the team retreats overall. Um, I think the last thing would just be to reestablish the vision and the culture of the practice. And I think that's what really motivates everyone to get back and get everything running like they hadn't just missed two productive days.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, usually it's the dentist where you're missing two productive days, right? Um, Well, I say that
1: jokingly because we talk about that all the time where, um, look at COVID, where we were out for six, eight, 12 weeks, and most people did more in that year than they did years prior.
0: A lot of us, the government gave us a lot of money, but yeah. (laughs) No,
1: No, but but they did more in collections that year, working less days.
0: Right. And so I think the last part is we reestablished the vision of the practice. And, And that is, again, our USP5, my why, their why, you know, what we're trying to do. Uh, I try to give them an idea of what we're investing in this year, what I'm doing to help them achieve their goals. Because then I talked to them about the the marketing program that we're doing this year, how we're bringing back an older marketing program that we had kind of taken off the table for 18 months and some technology investments I was making in terms of why we're making those technology investments and how those technology investments don't affect our, our baseline goal uh, but do affect how we achieve our moon and Mars goal, so I think being able to do those things was was uni- was was um, immensely important for the team and and so and, and overall, I think ultimately eating together, hanging out together, having a you know a, a couple of <laughs> a couple of drinks together, and you know making it safe for people to kind of meet each other and connect with each other in different ways. I think that was really, really very valuable for our team and and helps boost team morale, helps people understand what we're doing, why we're doing it, and 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 more importantly, helps them understand they're part of something much bigger than just a job. And, and that's always been my goal, is that we're trying to do something much bigger than just a job. So hopefully uh, this analysis, a breakdown of what our Raleigh Dental Arts and Sullivan Dental Partners team retreat looked like. Uh, and ideally
1: was, these would be twice a year. Yeah, twice to get a year. Started, annually would be better than nothing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and of course, we did some role-playing and some case acceptance. Yeah, some a little bit of training in there. We did some yeah. training in there. But I think the overall thing is, is some of the things I didn't anticipate or didn't quite put enough uh, uh, emphasis on in the past were some of the things that got the most uh, f- uh, positive feedback from the team members. So again, thank you so much uh, for tuning into this week's episode of the Dentistry Made Simple podcast. If you want to learn more about what we do and how we can help your practice grow and optimize your dental practice for revenue growth and enjoyment, visit us at 3 d dentistcom We've got a free ebook that you can download there. Uh, we've got some an archive of older podcast episodes you can listen to. Uh, we've got our uh, dentistry uh, sorry, our mastermind bootcamp business program there, business coaching program there. Uh, we have our live patient implant programs there and our clinical training programs there as well. And we'd love to see you at either the retreat in North Carolina or at our uh, training center in Nashville, Tennessee. So have a good day and we'll see you guys next week. Hey, podcast family, T-Bone here.